A blonde and a brunette walk into a bar, I mean a room, to talk about Jesus, exploring God's word, tackling topics no one likes talking about, discussing biblical truths and dodging bad theology on the way. This is Her Theology. Hello, and you're back listening to Cassie and I. This is Her Theology, and we are excited to have you along for another ride. This mm, may be my last words. No, what? No, that's not the saying. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, What? Or famous last words, because I was going to say this is going to be a short episode, um, because it's going to be super duper practical. But, you know, let's just see how we go. But... Before we get started, Cassie, what have you learnt this week? Yeah, so I've learnt Cursed is a pirate. I'm a pirate? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're a pirate. Because I didn't learn this this week, but I've been banking okay. it in my, what have I learnt this week? What does a pirate mean? Well, no, you're a pirate because instead of saying the S word, you say shiver me timbers. <laughs> I said that one time and you know, have but grabbed you onto that. <laughs> and it was the best She's thing like, ever. What are I was you like, did doing? you just say that? <laughs> now, I just thought it was amazing. I would just I wish you were wearing an eye patch. I wonder what that is actually like. What is that about, that saying? Do you know what I mean? Shiver yeah, me timbers. Yeah, I don't timbers. know. Yeah, it's a bit weird. That's, yeah, a bit weird. That's why I thought it was a pirate I thing. Don't, but maybe I don't, it's not. Why would a pirate say shiver me timbers? <laughs> because there's timbers on a pirate Well, because ship. a boat's made out of wood. Yeah. Is that your logic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just Googled it. Oh, Is it? Oh. <laughs> so Wikipedia, which I've been told can change, so... Anyway, um, Shiver Me Timbers is an exclamation in the form of a mock oath usually attributed to the speech of pirates in works of fiction. Uh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have well, that, guys. Anyway. So, lucky I now know what fiction means because for a while there I thought it meant the truth. Yes, so. <laughs> and I always, I always got confused about what non-fiction. I know, oh, non-fiction and non so, so dumb. Yes. Whoever thought of that. I was like, you're a moron. You've just confused the entire yeah, except universe. except everyone is on board with it except us, but sure. <laughs> I know what no, I mean. Like, you yeah. know, when I first yeah. was learning it. Yeah. Okay, for me, I have learnt. When do you think glasses, as in spectacles, were created? Um, I don't know because I can't think. All I can think of was the Wiggles song, <laughs> Glasses, Spectacles. <laughs> because, like, I was having this conversation with my Year 12 class today. Can't remember actually the context of it or anything like that. And I was like, there's no way glasses were invented by that time. And then one of my students were like, are you kidding me? Glasses have been around for ages. So I Googled it. Glasses, glasses have been around since 1260. Like... No, BC AD. or AD. <laughs> I swear we sound so dumb when we talk about this kind of stuff. <laughs> we like the Bible, but anything 13th else. 13th century, <laughs> so that's AD. Um, okay. But yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a long yeah, time. I think I underestimate how, like, well, I don't know much about inventions, obviously, but, like, I underestimate how smart people yeah. are, I think, maybe. 
Yeah. No, Interesting, eh? Yeah, that is clever. I feel like they wouldn't have been very precise, yeah. but yeah. maybe they were. Well, they'd probably be bigger, chunkier, but anyway. Mm. Anyway, that's it. That's like I often think we are getting dumber as time progresses, mm. further away from creation. But then other people argue with me all the time on that and I've got nothing to back up. I was like, I was just, look, I'm yeah. just sticking to what yeah. I think, okay? And it validates how I feel. <laughs> anyway, so I will tell you all what today is about. We talk a lot in our podcast episodes about you're just going to read word. Um, and I know it's really easy to be like, okay, you keep on saying read the word, but like, what does that mm-hmm. even look like? And my life is crazy busy and I just am over it and I've been doing it my whole lifetime and I'm done and mm. I'm bored with it or whatever reason you may have. And so I just want to do a quick episode where we encourage you and just share personally how mm. we read scripture, how we approach studying the word of God, because it's not always the same way mm-hmm. every single time. I feel between different approaches also super aware there's like a thousand and one different ways different yeah. ways to approach it i don't think all a thousand and one are the right way but <laughs> i get like there's creative people mm-hmm. there's really analytical people academic people so like everyone has a different way of mm-hmm. processing and mm-hmm. learning and so and it's just trying to find having a few up your sleeve that you can go to um, to help you meditate on the word to grow deeper in the word and yeah, just grow in general and just knowing like every season you're in means a different mm-hmm. approach sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's really important. So I just thought this isn't anything like official. It's just like a, this is what works mm-hmm. for us. You can give it a go. Um, we would love to hear from you if you've got a way that really, really works. We can maybe share it on our social mm-hmm. feeds. So, yeah. Um, so do yeah, you want to sure. start with one of the ways you Look, do it? This is the method... No, that's probably a big claim. Ask <laughs> My first sentence is like, this is the method for all the new mums out there. But this is the method that I used as a, as a new mum. Works for you. Um, yep. as, as, a, as a first-time mum or, or a mum who has an, a newborn, whether you have other kids or not. I, I was mm-hmm. greatly challenged and encouraged when I had my, my first child um, on reading the Bible. Two wonderful women challenged me on my Bible reading habits and um, – and that might sound really like harsh, like I've just had a baby, but honestly, it was super helpful. So one woman, super mm. easy if you're listening to this, it was you. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, have you told them? <laughs> After I had my daughter, um, she said to me, now make sure you're reading your Bible. And I'll be honest, I was like, um, oh excuse God. me, no, I Screw just had you. a baby. I don't need, I, I just give me a break, you know. I can't even brush my yeah. teeth, let alone read my Bible kind of thing. Um, and, and I'll come back to that. And then the second woman Steph, was Steph Cummings. And um, this was you, Steph. I was on a Christian camp. We were leading and, well, we were kind of just the token mums actually. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> with babies on the camp. And she had two little ones and I had one. And she was just sitting at the table reading her Bible um, it was a devotional and she was prayer journaling and I was honestly kind of shocked. I was just like, are you actually reading the Bible right now? Like, how is that happening? Um, like, I had one kid and I was like, I can't even manage it with one kid, let alone with two. And so we had a bit of a chat about it and she told me that she was, what she was using and um, how it had been really helpful for her. And she was using Tim Keller's devotional on Psalms. And at that point, I think I felt... And I've totally repented for this. But I kind of felt like using a devotional was somehow cheating. 
um, with um, yes. Yes, reading I've gone the Bible. As well. But wow, yes. this was wow. such a good thing for me to learn because I definitely I wasn't reading the Bible by myself. I needed that help at that stage. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. Yes. Different seasons. And different, so yeah. I went out and I bought that devotional. And what I personally, I'm very um, goals driven, kind of motivated by lists person. Um, yeah, okay. So I found it was really, really helpful because it was an all, all an all year thing. So it was, there was 365 days worth of Bible, and I could keep myself accountable. I would write the date at the top of the page. Yeah, because oh, wow. I wanted to know to myself like that I was picking up the Bible as often as I could and that I would That's awesome. ca- catch up if I missed it. Yeah. Um, and the great thing about that was that I had a friend, oh, still, she's still my friend, Heather Newcomb, this, is, this was you, and she was so helpful in those beginning stages of being a new mum. She knew that I had the the Tim Keller devotional and I think she bought it as well I can't remember if she bought it before me or afterwards but it was like a constant check-in like how are you going that's so good you know and and um you know and she's younger than me but she was spurring me on and she still spurs me on to read my bible um all the time and that was so helpful so I'm I'm so glad that I had those two interactions about bible reading as a new mum because God's word really is the breath of life and we do need it. And I think it's so easy for n- for new mums to fall into that trap of letting it go during that season of new babies. And I think that mm. even sometimes like that's the advice that we give to each other. But I d- like, don't mm. get me wrong, it will look different perhaps to what your Bible reading has looked like in other seasons of your life or will look like later on down the track. But it is important to find something that works and yes, find that's someone point. to help yeah. you to keep checking in with how you're going because you know what in in the season of being a new mum God's word sustains us that journey is very hard and we we it actually is. if we believe God's word is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword and he's going to change us and sharpen us then we need to be in it and we need to you know so that we can rely on God's grace and so that we know yeah. you know um yeah so that we 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 know the truth and that we don't fill our heads with with kind of the tired new mum brain stuff that happens yeah and I can vouch for that because even with Tom I really let it slide and had all those excuses and then with Lara I was like no I know I know now like I know what having a newborn's like and so I didn't miss Mm. opportunities you know but it took a lot of Mm. discipline and it took a lot of like being Mm. proactive and again, it was because my friends were asking mm-hmm. me questions and even just my friends like just telling me about what they've read in scripture and they're having like amazing moments. And I'm like, oh, mm. I want that. I haven't done that, you know. But I could notice a huge difference this time around in my like stress levels and my like mm. frustration and all that sort of stuff. Parenting, adjusting to two has been way easier. And I really do put it down to like I've been spending way more time mm. in the word, you know, and just focused on yeah. God more. There yeah, is something totally. in it. And like you said, it's about finding yes. what works for you. So that could even be just putting audio bubble on while could you're cleaning yeah. for a while. Like yeah. whatever. Getting the know. word in. Yep. Yeah. That's good. That was one of my main points actually was community. You just you need a community mm. of women around you that are mm-hmm. going to push you and encourage mm. you but also hold you accountable at times and have mm-hmm. the tough conversations going, no, 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 you need mm. to be in this because, because they're actually – know that God is the one that's going to fulfill you and sustain you. 
Um, look, my biggest thing is it's really funny because we're talking about like using devotionals and stuff and I felt like mm. for ages that was cheat. Um, and then I read the Spurgeon mm-hmm. Day and mm-hmm. Night yep. devotional. Oh, man. Every single person I know that has read that thing, they're just constantly like, I can't, like it's just so important. Mm. It's like a super old devotional. I have no idea when or how old, but it's just stood mm. the test of time. It's an incredible devotional. So it's a really good little one if you want something. They're the really bite-sized morning and, and night. But um, I got to a point in my life where I really – I had one of those big study Bibles with mm-hmm. all the references and I felt like I wasn't actually growing because I was relying mm-hmm. on that to like teach me where to find things in the word. And so I just stopped one day and I was like really praying and I was like, God, I really, I want to be able to know your word so well that when I'm reading passages, I'm immediately reminded through your Holy Spirit of like other verses where that mm-hmm. correlates mm-hmm. or ties into or, or whatever else. And so one of my biggest encouragement is to actually pray specifically about what you want out of your Bible time. Like, Lord, I want to learn more about your character or whatever it is. Um, so for me, it was like connecting the dots all throughout mm-hmm. Scripture. And I really prayed intentionally about that mm-hmm. for a long time. Like every time I prayed, I'd just be like, because I really struggle with mm-hmm. memory. I don't have a great memory. Um, And so um, I can vouch for saying after praying that for quite some time, I actually put away my study Bible. I barely ever touch it or use it. I just have like an ESV Mm. normal Bible. It doesn't have any um, references or any commentary or notes on it. And I've just found my Bible reading has like just grown in depth and understanding with no references, no commentary. I'm just kind of like not sidelined mm. with it. And so, again, like I'm saying, I will turn to it if I'm doing a study. I'll go use it every now and then. I'll look commentary, whatever. But um, I just think there's something really about praying and believing that the Holy Spirit's going to grow you over time and lead you in the Word and like sustain you in it. I think there's just something really beautiful in that. So I really want to encourage people like start with prayer. If you're struggling, okay, what is it? Like write a list if you want to. What are the things you want to get out of reading your Bible? Like, yes, it's an act of worship, but it's also that it sustain mm. you and feed you. So what is it you're looking for? Like, and, and really give that to God. And if you can't come up with anything, give mm. that to God. <laughs> you know, like, just pray through everything. It's such a huge point. Like, I, I really, I do it all the time. I forget to pray before I open the word and I forget to pray during it and I forget to pray after it. But it actually mm. is really vital mm. to pray and just speak through like speak with God Mm. through it you know as you're reading his word because it is alive I love that verse you know in Hebrews like it's alive it's a double-edged sword Um, and so my approach I've found that I always tend to go back to um, and it changes from time to time I'll I'll share two other ways but my approach that I always go back to is I always have a piece of paper and um, pen and piece of paper Mm -hmm. out with me um, unless I'm like out and about in which case I use my bible app but I do pretty much the same thing on my Mm. Bible, bible app but I always read a book in its mm. full context now, so I don't I don't really cherry pick scriptures anymore. Not saying there's no space for that, but I just find as a general rule, I don't do that often at all. Um, I always will pick a book, stick to it, and read it in mm-hmm. entirety, and then go back through it and read it chapter by chapter each day, or whatever I can fit in. And so then I'm taking notes as I'm going mm. constantly. Like this stuck out to me or I've got a mm-hmm. question mark about mm-hmm. this particular verse or that word or 
where else have I seen that in scripture? I'll write down other verses that come mm. to mind. Um, but I, what I noticed is I went um, uh, years ago when my husband and I were living in Sydney, we went and visited Anchor Church because our church had to close for a couple of weeks. So our church kind of like piggybacked mm. onto Anchor Church and helped them out for a few weeks. Um, and there was one guy, I can't remember his name at all, sorry, whoever you are. <laughs> um, but he kind of helped run the Bible study home groups. And we were asking him at the time because my husband and I were, were kind of like looking after that for our church. And we're like, you know, what's some of the ways you do it? And he goes, oh, we always ask three questions. Now, again, like I said, my memory is not great. But for some reason mm. this is stuck in my head. But I'm pretty certain this is not exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the main point was we always, whenever we read scripture, we stop and we say, okay, what is it saying mm-hmm. about God? And so I've really stopped. And now every time I read the scripture, I don't think about what mm. I'm going to get out of it. I don't think about how it relates to me. That comes mm. later on. But my first focus is what is this saying about his God's mm-hmm. character, his desires, his promises, his creation, whatever it may be. And then I look at, okay, well, who is the writer speaking to? Like what's the context of this, of this mm. part of scripture? Um, you know, was he speaking to Israelites? Was he speaking to the Gentiles? Was he sp- like whoever? What was the audience they were speaking to? That's not to say it's not relevant now, but to give to give it more depth and understanding of the words and and the language mm. that was used and and just the culture that was happening mm. in that time. Um, and then and then I always think of I've always got in the back of my head. Okay, so what's he saying about God? Who's that? Who are they speaking to? Where else can I see this in Scripture line up? Because I really do believe that the Old Testament is just... The New Testament is confirming the Old Testament. The Old Testament is, is like, giving you the entryway into the New Testament. Like, they just speak into one another perfectly. It's beautiful. And I think also a lot of times we spend a lot of time in the New Mm. Testament and not a lot Mm. in the Old Testament. And so I think we should be doing Mm -hmm. equal amounts. But I'm always trying to think of, like, where else can I see this in Scripture? Can I see this in... Can I even see this in Deuteronomy and Leviticus? Like those books that people don't like seeing. Where can I see this line up? Because you can. It's beautiful. Um, and then now, and then I go into that like, what is God saying to me now? Like wh- how is this relevant now? And what does this look like for my life now? But I always just, now that I've reverse engineered it, because I used to always go to my Bible and go, what do I need to do? What do I get out of it? Now that I've reverse engineered it, it's just... Game changer. Oh my gosh, I enjoy... Yeah, I enjoy my Bible time so, 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 so much more. It's getting late here, but anyway. Yeah, I know. So there was just one other little way that we... My husband shared this with me with the ministry that we work in. Um, work in. We don't work in it. I don't know why I said that. We are involved in. Um, but they've got a thing called the sword drill. And I'll link the episode for the podcast. Ep- like, I'll link in our episode mm-hmm. notes the podcast episode for the sword drill where they mm-hmm. explain it in depth. And it's really good. And it's way better than this like two second little spiel mm-hmm. I'm going to give to you. But the sword drill is an mm-hmm. acronym, right? And that, so every letter yep. stands for something. So the sword drill is first scripture. Um, so when you're looking at your scripture, so say you've got Romans 1, I don't know, like write down the verses that really mm-hmm. stick out to you and pray, why are they sticking out to me? Um, and then wait, actually take a few moments to like wait on the Holy Spirit to like 
you don't have to find out the answer straight away. Like be okay to sit in the silence and just dwelling on the word. Like so this is more about meditating mm. on the word because often we think meditating and ent- emptying our minds, which is not mm. the biblical mm. meaning of meditating. It means mm. filling our minds with scripture. So actually, okay, I've just read this scripture. I might need to read it mm. two or three times, maybe yeah. four or five times, but wait on the Holy Spirit. That's the next thing. Wait on him to like just yeah. let it sink in and, and sit in your mind. And then observe. What did you notice about the verses? Like, was there something that really stuck out to you? And they even talk about going into this mindset of like, okay, reading the passage over and over again and going, okay, um, they use the example of like, oh gosh, I can't remember the chapter, with the fishermen and Jesus Jesus talking to his disciples mm-hmm. and the fishermen. And he's like, what can you smell? Like, put yourself in that position right now. Mm. You're standing on the foreshore, like... What can you smell? You can smell the fish. You can smell. You can hear the nets being pulled up. You can hear the water splashing mm. on the shore. Like really just trying to get you to think of the mm. passage and like not putting yourself in there so you can pull things in there that yeah. aren't there, but like just to be focused. Um, and then request. So asking God, you know, what is the observation that's going to give him glory that you need to get out of the scripture? And how does that apply to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, and so what is God, what is God saying to you about Himself, but also what is He saying to you mm. in this scripture that's relevant? Um, and again, remembering the Bible is not about yep. you, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that there's not relevant yeah. things for us to learn. And then the last one, dedicate yourself. So look at look at look at those things that you've talked about, see where you've landed, and actually dedicate it to yourself. Like dedicate to go back to it to study it again, um, to remind yourself accountability, all that sort of stuff. So I just found that's really good if you need a bit of a mm. refresher, try something a bit different. Um, I shared this a little while ago with one of my friends that's creative and she loved it because she just loves the idea of like putting herself mm. there and really she mm-hmm. would draw it out. She actually would draw out what she would see in yeah. that passage. And I thought that's really cool. Yeah. I'm not like that, but mm. it worked for her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. They're just some of the things. Because I think meditating on the word gets us a bit scared, but it's yeah. actually not. I think that's helpful thinking. It's just spending time. It's filling up your brain with God's word. Yeah. It's not emptying your mind yeah. like the world says. It's yeah. filling it up. And so that means taking your phone away from Bible mm. time. That's probably one of my biggest things. It's such yeah. a distraction. I cannot have my Bible around when I have my phone around yeah, when that's I'm good. on the Bible. Yeah, I've just got my. I've just got one more. Um, so when I'm not okay. having a newborn, so that's when I am having yeah. a newborn. And, yes, and when, when I'm not a having normal. a newborn, um, such as right now, I find for me that the thing that works best is similar to you reading my Bible with a pen in hand, marking it, circling yep. things that are repeated, mm-hmm. underlining, writing notes in the margins, all that, um, as well as having my journal to write down things from specific verses, whether they be interesting, new little pickups, things I already knew but needed to be reminded of, or questions. Um, I tend to work my way through books as well. So I might read like one mm. chapter a day of a book for a while and then I might want to read a specific book a bit faster because I want to get through it quicker so that I can understand it better as a whole. So, for example, at the moment I'm reading Leviticus and at the moment I'm reading it in fairly big chunks because I want to understand it all together. I want to understand Old Testament mm. sacrifice. So I'm trying to get through it so I don't get lost in it. Whereas... I yes. just finished reading one Corinthian, one or two Corinthians, and so I just spent a, a, a like a day on a chapter or two, um, in those kind of increments, and really chew, chewed on the variety of things that Paul was talking about. But 
I also love the idea, like I said before, of dating my Bible reading in my journal because it keeps me accountable to knowing how often I'm reading my Bible and it helps me to also see Mm. what patterns are developing in my Bible reading that I may not otherwise be aware of. Um, And I also love to be able to go back to my journal and read things from past dates and see how God has taught me and grown me throughout that time and answered um, different prayer and, and that kind of thing. So... Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. My mum, my mum used to do that. She'd have a prayer mm. journal and she'd just reflect back when sometimes she's discouraged and be like, wow, Lord, just forget yeah. all that you've done, you know, and the way you've used things, even when I didn't yeah. think so. I actually learnt a lot from my mum because I remember when I had Tom, she's like, yeah, I used to have the two kids and I'd just breastfeed them, my mm. little brother and sister, and she's like, I would just breastfeed them and I'd pray for hours and I was like, Oh, how did you do that? <laughs> I know. But she had an older lady at church that paired up with her and they'd meet up once a week and they'd pray for a few mm. hours and she'd just breastfeed the kids and would still do it. And I was like, oh, man. Like, I remember I was so like, okay, yeah, I think we just have fallen into a trap of mm. Oh, totally. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not saying no, it's not hard. it's hard. It's hard, but yeah, we need definitely. to push through. Um, yeah. I will say there's some other resources online. So John Piper does um, read mm-hmm. the Bible. So they're like little five mm-hmm. to ten minute clips of different verses, and you actually visually see the Bible scripture verse in front of him, in front of you on the screen, mm-hmm. not him. And he's like highlighting and circling yeah, and then like that, connecting. Actually. So you actually see how mm-hmm. he um, mm-hmm. studies the word, and I, a lot of people have found mm-hmm. that really helpful because it goes, oh, that's how they mm-hmm. connect the dots and make it all. He looks a lot at sentence mm. structure and, and things like that and brings it out. And another really good podcast, which I also link, is Nancy Guth- Guthrie's um, Teach mm-hmm. Me the Bible. So she'll get really prominent um, teachers and preachers to come on and, and explain how they would teach or study. Certain parts of the Bible. Mm, cool. Yeah, whole yeah. books of the Bible. So, like, I listened to one on Lamentations mm. and it was awesome. So, like, just, um, again, just there's so many resources, mm. out, resources out there. Yeah. Use them. Use them yeah. to get and into it. And you don't always, like Cass said, like there's different seasons and I think it is really important for us to kind of go between the seasons of using resources and then go between yeah. and then go and work on the discipline of doing it ourselves. Just, yeah. um, just yes. you and God, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah. I think, yeah, there's different seasons for that. Yeah. And the power of community, mm. I cannot emphasise this enough. Community, community, community. Get in, find, you only need one mm. or two women that are going to come alongside you and commit and you guys are just yep, going to grow. Definitely. Yeah. So that was all we wanted to share on that yep. one. <laughs> we both looked down at the time. 26 minutes. Damn it. <laughs> that's the yeah, best that's we've ever done. Yeah, but can we yeah, just celebrate that? Um, look, if you are listening and you haven't subscribed um, or you aren't following us on social media, please come and follow us um, on Facebook or Instagram. We would love to see you on there um, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. But thanks for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay, see ya.